everyone. Welcome to the Psychology of Dating podcast. You're listening to Nadine Newkirk, and I'm clinical psychologist and dating coach. For today's episode, I'm going to be talking about how to take the pressure off yourself in dating and not taking over-responsibility, thinking that everything is in your control. Before we jump into that, um, I'd like a special request, a Christmas request. If you're listening to this in Australia, I think it's Boxing Day. Um, it might even be Christmas Day in other parts around the world because we're a bit ahead of time. Often we're a day earlier than other people. We live in the future. <laughs> but my request is um, if you're finding it helpful or liking what we're listening to, would really love for you to jump onto whatever podcast hosting site you're on, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and clicking the star reviews or writing a written review that um, it's really helpful. It shows visibility for the podcast so other people can hear it. And for me, like every every click counts. So don't think it doesn't go unnoticed that when I'm doing these episodes, um, putting aside the time for it, I'm really hoping that it's helpful for people and being able to get that connection with the audience makes such a difference. So that is my Christmas request. <laughs> so I want to talk about how you can ease the pressure if you are feeling like it's, you know, you're trying so hard in dating, you're feeling like I'm working, 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 feeling a lot of weight on your shoulders that I need to get this right, I need to get this perfect Maybe there's fear of failure, there's thoughts that, you know, I'm not doing it right or, you know, I, I'm trying but like I'm probably getting it wrong. That can be really common, especially if, you know, you might have tendencies for perfectionism, which, you know, that can be a great quality when you're dedicating yourself to something, you're learning new skills, whether it's listening to podcasts, reading books, talking to other people, going to therapy, and that can keep you going. You have a goal. And also sometimes perfectionism can slide too far where we're trying to control more than we actually have control over. And that gives our mind a sense of security <laughs> because if I have control over something, then I can change it. <clears throat> and that feels nice. But it also actually backfires and can add more stress because when we're trying to change something we can't control, it's like we're holding the reins tighter and tighter on a horse and they're getting more and more distressed <laughs> and they're kind of bucking and, you know, they can completely kick us off and flip us off. And when something happens unexpected and we feel like it was all our fault, it really makes us, you know, fall head first. Whereas if we loosen the reins on the horse, you know, let them, you know, feel comfortable, realize that we don't have all control, it actually takes this pressure off your shoulders and helps you go with the flow of what's happening in dating a little bit more easier. So I've written down factors that could be within your control and factors that are outside your control in dating. And I think that's really important to remember because anything you're reading about dating is usually going to be focusing on the things within your control, which is understandable. You know, this podcast, I'm wanting to impart skills. 
ideas, things that you could take away and you can change and transform for yourself. Because if I was spending this whole podcast focusing on things out of your control, then it's not much we can do with that. But it's really important to pause every now and then and remember there are also big factors out of your control and you can't completely predict and make a pathway for everything that's going to happen in dating. I'll give an example. So you might have heard on previous episodes that I'm currently pregnant and I'm at later stages and I recently had a freak out after I'd been to a physio appointment. So I had two appointments, one where I had a freak out and one where I felt a little bit calm afterwards. So the first one, I was told my abs are five centimeters separated. (laughs) If you didn't know that already, when you're pregnant, all these sorts of things happen to your body. And one of them can be that naturally, as your baby's growing and, you know, rib cage and things are expanding to make room for it, that your abdominal muscles need to go apart to help make room. And it can really vary. I think some people don't separate that much. Some are three centimetres and mine have gone out to five. And when initially I was hearing, oh, you know, we usually hope for three, but, you know, your abs are five centimetres separated. And I thought, oh, my gosh, I'm doing pregnancy all wrong. (laughs) That, you know, spiralled into catastrophic thinking, worst case scenario. I'm never going to be able to exercise properly again afterwards. My body is broken, feeling really stressed. Like, what did I do wrong? Um, I've been trying to be so careful and, um, you know, the types of exercises I'm doing in pregnancy so it doesn't exacerbate it. And I was really thinking that I had more control over that ab separation of my body. And that was really stressing me out. I I would say it was a good couple of weeks where I was feeling really stressed, really anxious, a bit down, um, and yeah, kind of focusing on, you know, what, where did I go wrong? So a lot of self-blame, you know, your mind goes back in hindsight, I should have done that, I should have done this. And then the next time I went back to the physio, uh, I was told, actually, you're taking too much that's in your control. We know that with that separation, there's some things within your control, like not going to the gym and doing, you know, ab crunches and things like that specifically for those muscles Um, or being careful, you know, when you roll out of bed or things like that, that you use your arms instead of trying to sit up with your muscles, which I'd been doing. So those are some things, yes, in your control, but that's only one percentage that there's a whole variety of other things. It's genetics, it's the way your kind of uh, tissues and fascia are set up, it's the way your baby grows. There's so many things completely out of your control with that happening. And sometimes things out of our control happen that we're still upset about. (laughs) So ideally I'd still like less separation. But it's really helpful to acknowledge what's within your control and what's not because when it's something in your control, you can try and do little steps towards it. But when you also acknowledge there's things out of your control, it lets you have that radical acceptance. There's an episode on that if you want to refer back to it. So acceptance doesn't mean we have to like it. It doesn't mean that we don't wish that it wasn't different, but it allows us to acknowledge reality as it is without struggling with it, without trying to fight it or deny it. And it's actually a hopeful skill 
when we radically accept something, we can feel a, we'll still have suffering, but we don't add. Sorry, we'll still have pain, but we don't add suffering on top. So we still have the primary emotion of like, ah, oh, I'm disappointed, or you know, about that. But then I don't add all this extra anxiety and stress that it's all my fault and all these other kind of secondary emotions. And when we accept something, then we can look forward and think, okay, well, it is what it is. What can I do with this situation? And this is where you know, I've bought these compression shorts, which binds your belly together after you've <laughs> given birth and helps the abs heal closer together and things like that. And I thought this could be really applicable to dating, that there's going to be some things within your control. So what are those? Things that you can do is putting yourself out there. So by this I mean if you're staying at home, not going on any apps, not meeting any new people, you're going to have less of a chance of meeting someone to date. So whether it's jumping on an app, whether it's going out to a social event, doing something where you have a chance to meet another human being. You also do have control over how consistent you are with dating, with practicing skills that will help in dating. So are you going on the apps, but then kind of saying, oh, it's not working and jumping off it for another few months? Are you going on one date and then feeling disheartened and you're know, having a long pause before the next one? Are you messaging someone daily, but then you're the one who's being a bit flaky or ghosting <laughs> and not replying back consistently? So that's one thing we have in our control is how consistently we show up. Another thing you have in your control is building relationship skills. You know, when we're going and dating, if you're wanting a relationship, building skills specifically for that area can be really beneficial, whether it's assertiveness skills, communication skills, um, skills to help connect with another person, whether it's validation, whether it's showing interest and care, respect. Um, you can refer back to the give skill episode, <clears throat> which is how to help build and keep healthy relationships. Another thing that you can have in your control is ending connections. So you might not always be able to predict if you meet someone who's not the right match or even someone who might be more harmful, who is rude or disrespectful, but we do have control of whether we end that connection. And also, the last thing is self-care. So sometimes that doesn't seem directly related to dating, but if you are making sure that you've got balanced meals and hydration, physical movement, adequate sleep, social supports like friends, family, doing something that gives you a sense of enjoyment, sense of achievement, this gives you a really good base for your base health, physical, mental health that will allow you then to have the energy, the battery power to go into dating and to manage, you know, hiccups and hurdles that come naturally with dating. And you can refer to the five pillars um, of nervous system health if you're wanting to know more about the base self-care we can do. What is outside of your control in dating? How the connection grows. 
You can show up, make sure that you meet someone. You can do skills on your side to be consistent and be kind. But you can't predict how you're going to feel in a connection, how that connection is going to grow. We don't know whether it's going to be a one-date thing, three weeks, maybe three months, three years. We can't predict the future. Our brains love to think that they can, but we can't. And, you know, how connection grows is there's you in it, but there's also the other person. There's circumstances, you know, whether someone, maybe you meet someone and it's a really good match, but it's not the right timing. You know, they're in a really, really busy job where they feel stressed. They don't have self-care capacity and it just means they don't have the battery power to give to a relationship. Maybe something like COVID-19 happens and it means it puts distance between you and someone else. And by nature, that kind of stunts the growth of a connection. So there's a lot of things that are completely, completely out of your control. You can have two people show up, but, you know, what that relationship turns into is a bit of patience. <laughs> you got to have a bit of patience, a bit of time, a bit of kind of wait and see. Uh, I don't know if anyone's ever tried to bake sourdough. <laughs> In COVID times, I was a friend very kindly gifted me a set and I baked a few loaves. And even though I would try to do all the things within my control, you know, the ratios and putting out of the bench in the fridge and it was, it was a whole long hours long process but every time I put in the oven I did all the things in my control and then how it rose was completely out of my control sometimes it you know came up fluffy sometimes it had more holes sometimes it looked a bit different or cracked in different spots and that made every loaf unique and yeah I didn't try and control that this loaf have to grow exactly the same way every time because that would have been impossible and that's the same with each connection, that you show up, you have two people and, yeah, the, the growing of your unique connection together, that's something that's going to be have parts that are out of your control. Another thing that's out of your control is the other person's emotional maturity or their skills for dating and relationships. That you might be showing up and, you know, expressing when you're upset about something or you might be showing up and be really consistent and kind and organizing fun dates. You can't always control if someone's going to show up and do the same back to you. One, maybe they choose not to. Two, maybe they don't have the skills. And this is a whole life history before you and chain of events. This goes back to... You know, what they've learned throughout their lifetime with work, colleagues, school, friends, life circumstances, family, their family's family, generations before them. So this is a whole chain of events that is completely out of your control. You also can't control how you feel. Well, so <laughs> it's a bit two-sided with this son. For example, if you are only having one meal a day and not sleeping and um, maybe kind of stuck in rumination and not having skills for that, then there could be more chance of likelihood for suffering, that you might feel more low or things like that. So there's some skills, some things you can do, you know, base self-care or kind of having skills to manage worry thoughts, rumination, that can help change how you feel. Also, there's a part of it where 
our body <laughs> will produce certain feelings and sometimes we really want to like someone have that attraction there and there's you know otherwise they seem like perfect on paper but you know that you just don't feel that attraction and you can't control that but something you feel so we can what we can control is to be mindful of our feelings acknowledge them notice if there's anything kind of spiking them um you know, making them get exacerbated because of thought patterns. But we, we can't control everything about we feel. We can be mindful of it. We can respond to it. Um, but, yeah, saying that, like, I have control over when I'm going to feel angry, sad, happy, joy, connected, that's just not the truth. That sometimes your body produces emotions and, you know, what we can do is listen to that, be mindful of it, um, and base our actions on our needs rather than trying to just either squash our feelings and ignore them or maybe fueling unhelpful thought patterns which create really intense emotions. And the last thing I want to talk about that could be out of your control is timing of who you meet, when you meet them. You could meet someone who's going to be an amazing connection for you tomorrow few months, few years, you don't know. And the thing in your control is that consistency, putting yourself out there to meet people, ending connections that aren't right so you can open yourself up for connections that are right. But ultimately there is also a bit of a statistics game <laughs> that if you've got 100 people and there's you know several people who are a really good match for you, you don't know statistically out of the 100 when you're going to meet them. You might have to go on the 97 dates before you meet the last three people that are a good match. Or maybe you meet them right at the beginning, the first quarter, the last quarter. We don't know. So it's really important to remember that you need a bit of patience, a bit of consistency, a bit of time when you're in dating. Okay, well, I hope that helped reframe for people and take some pressure off that it's not all in your control. There's a whole variety of factors and puzzle pieces that is going on alongside, you know, the skills and the things that you're doing. I hope you all have a lovely festive period, and I look forward to speaking with you all next time.